0: I want to know what's poppin', I want to know what's hip, I want to know what's on the rise, I want to know what's lit, you're in luck then, he's gonna tell you what is his cracker lackin', Gonna tell you what is Cause we're living in a trap, so much crap can happen. Somebody's gotta get you up on something. I want to know, I want to know, right now. I want to know, I want to know, yeah, I wish. I want to know, what shit, what shit I get up on. Hey, sit down, you should get up on this. I want to know, kid, I want to know, right now. I want to know, kid, I want to know, yeah, I wish. I want to know, what shit, what shit I get up on. Hey, sit
1: down, you should get up on this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Get Up On This. This is the weekly show where we try to get you up on what is about to be the hottest, latest, newest, bubbling through the cracks on the underground, making its way to the mainstream. We're going to let you know ahead of time. I am one of your two hosts today. My name is Derek Lipkin. I go by Fresh Poetic on the Bunheads Discord, you know, where we keep it real. And we got my man in New York City. Tell him who you are.
2: You know what it is. It's your boy, Hoffman a.k.a. or Hassan, a.k.a. Ha, uh, here in New York City with a bum ankle. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. That's, oh, yeah. So that, now we've known since we started the podcast, you, you're you just falling
2: apart, right? I'm um, 100% falling apart, guys. Uh, I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten the, the Jensen curse that's been passed on to me as I pick music every week for you guys and slowly fall apart every single day. The
1: the SoundCloud rapper curse is is really it's real. <laughs>
2: it's real, real soon. Uh, soon I'll get a, a weird garbage tattoos and and Matty will will tweet tweet about how I should be fixing my life up soon. <laughs> exactly.
1: I uh, yeah. When, when you and then when you get a cast that is mentioned in a uh, in one of the beef season songs before you know Jensen had the tuna roll. So right. that's that's always been a deep cut that I think uh, you know you'll have your own one day.
2: Yeah, hopefully not, because I'm trying to avoid a cast and just lots of <laughs> resting and icing and compression and yeah, and elevating. Yeah, you know, there you rice go. method. It's not just for cooking.
1: The rice. Wait, what? What? The rice method is that? Yeah. Is that the name of the doctor? Or
2: no, no, that's the name of the. The process whenever you you break or sprain something, you need to it's oh, the right thing. There you go. rest. I ice, see. A- elevation.
1: Acronym. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, you've lots never
2: of broken anything. <laughs> I really you know,
1: actually I have I have lived quite I mean, in many ways I've lived a charmed life, but I have also never You're a witch. So Yeah <laughs> It's a warlock when you're a man. Oh, uh yeah. That's right. or i guess wizard (laughs) if you're a harry potter fan and so the no actually for me i've just literally i mean you know i've never broken a bone i have never chipped a tooth i've never had braces i've never had problems with my vision i've always had like 2015 vision which is like better than 2020 um i have just and and then you look at my brother
2: wait wait you know better than
1: yeah, apparently, uh, apparently uh, that like basically you can like see beyond the. the I pro- I'm probably butchering that. I'm probably not referencing it correctly, but it's that that's the idea is that uh, I exceeded expectations. And so, my and I always felt bad because my brother got it all. He had glasses when he was like four years old, broke, broke hella bones, uh, had braces for several years of his life. So, you know, I, I was. I think I got the uh, the good genes the good on, on some of those. You literally <laughs> yeah. got all the good. I was <laughs> <All, all laughs> very risk averse. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, anyway, one thing I wanted to talk about just before we brought in our guests is uh, exciting news for the Bunheads community: oh, the yeah. announcement of the Matty Boom Game Podcast. It's coming, mm-hmm. coming, and and I I'm excited. I am really excited. I think it's called Game Brain. And but Adamaro, it's, like it's
2: just a conversation with, well, it's a conversation between his game night friends. So do you think yes. you'll be able to easily, like sneak in because you've been a game night friend one time? Oh, yes. Well,
1: well I mean, having, having been to the Burner house, to the Burner apartment, I, uh-huh. I can confidently say that I'm on at least the B-list for... The guest to come on the show. As soon, whenever I'm in the in the area, I'll, I'm gonna text him, and he'll be like, uh-huh. uh, "I don't I don't know if we're recording," and I'll be like, "But but I'm here."
2: <laughs> and then he's like, right, <laughs> "Goddamn God podcast." Uh, do you, do you yeah, think, no, he posted. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he posted in Discord, and he also posted on Instagram. So if you're not following him, and you, or if you're not following him on anywhere else, uh, you should check out his Instagram, Mister Matt Robinson. You see Little Strider. Um, and then you could see the new cover art, which is about 10 times better than ours. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, no, actually,
1: I, I uh, well, first of all, I'm going to, uh, I will disagree with you there. I like our new cover art, and we'll talk about that in, in just a bit. But also, it was developed by Get Upon This graphic design legend, Edemaros, who uh-huh. was also the creator of the final episode collage and many yes. other photoshops that he's done over the years uh and so i, I just love that maddie boom went to him specifically uh to make that at uh, it's really i think i think maddie you know in his heart of hearts he's he's like the bunhead king and like it, as even though jensen really started it i think maddie became the one that we all you know sort of knew and loved he was he was the heart oh yeah because <laughs> I,
2: I also felt like he was the one that he took the time to interact with uh, a lot of the, the peeps. And then once Jensen, you know, started rising up the fame and uh, yeah. again, all these, these hot opportunities, <laughs> it's kind of like, I'm going to take a step back. And then we are just like, but you weren't here that
1: often. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's, it's too good. So anyway, we're really excited for that. We'll be checking that out. I'm, um, I'm sure we'll do, we'll do some, some wrap ups on this show. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, yeah, wrap up sure. <laughs> the game brain.
2: You, uh, uh, which camp are you in? Because apparently now I feel like in the discord, people are saying uh, the only, sometimes uh, some people are saying that uh, he, they're part of the camp that Maddie started this podcast because we started this podcast. Or are you part of the camp that you think, no, he's really been diligently working at this or did we just, you, put, know, did, did you think we put some, some logs in that flyer?
1: You know, he did. I, I will say I, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I stand quite yet, but I will say he did get more. We got more response out of him by talking about our podcast than he had contributed in quite some time. And even if it was just to roast us, I think it was significant. And I think it may have at least give him a little nudge. I imagine he was working on it, and you know he's he's very much like. You know, you don't want to reveal too many details before you actually have something that you can actually deliver. So I, I can respect that, right. especially him being in movies. You know, you can't talk about it. you got the NDAs all over the place. So you can't talk about something until it's live. So mm-hmm. I could can, I can think maybe he was just holding on to it for a little while, but I do like that we kind of scooped him. <laughs> I can't I can't lie. I, I got
2: <laughs> like I, I, I I'm part of the thing that I think I think we definitely we definitely got him. Uh, we gave him a little nudge, and, I, and yeah. I feel like like we should get some credit on the podcast. <laughs> I think I think so.
1: I I think uh, I think we'll get a we'll get a shout out. But anyway, anyway, we are here to, like I said, we're talking about the newest, latest. And of course, we're talking about our whole insular community here, which you can join if you go to twitter.com slash Mr. Matt Robinson. You can see what that's all about by joining the discord. But Wait, one of bump,
2: bump the, the new Twitter, we got our own Twitter. Guys. Oh, that's
1: right. We also have our own Twitter, right? We, well, it's uh, twitter.com slash get up on pod. Where we'll be yeah. updating and talking to you all about this, but one thing I wanted to, and this is going to lead us into our guest here, uh, you mentioned our new artwork, which is an homage to the original artwork, the original and I artwork, and yeah. I am a big fan. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is real! We have, we have a real podcast now," <laughs> and because everything up to that point was real, real gully, and so <laughs> now we have gotcha. <laughs> something real. And it and he has always been an integral part of the Bunheads experience. He is the purveyor, the proprietor of gotuponthis.com where all the pics are logged, which I have now noted to always ensure we note it at the end of the podcast, which was something that they only did once on 2.0. Only did it one time. Aaron just snuck it in there one time. But we have with us today, all the way across the pond, and I've always wanted to say that, Liam York, Danger Liam, what is up? Yo, uh, yeah, what's
2: going on, man?
1: Uh,
3: yeah, it's good, it's good <laughs> coming, in, coming in strong. There's a lot to take in then from everything that you were there. Were so many things I just wanted to, I was so close to just interjecting a few times. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, that's but, uh, allowed. That's uh, I'm, I'm, also, I'm also pretty sure at one point Derek said that we have an incel community, but I think that might have just been
1: his mic cutting oh, off. Oh, uh, yes, I <laughs> so don't think in, that's in- the insular. case. Insular, insular, insular. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't. Oh self. my god!
3: We, do, we have <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that's what I, that's what I heard. That's what I'm saying. Like,
1: wait, are you saying you're having sex? Because yeah. if so, you're gonna get off this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to cancel it. yeah okay well i mean a nine minute episode's good though right (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) liam thank you so much for joining us today we're so happy to have you you i i I mean really we've had now our you know first three apps where we're talking to the legend of the podcast and i think you are really really up there yeah really one of the foundations i think you would always get probably the most uh dap Yearly for the wrap up, uh, the year end wrap up episodes, where the hosts were mm-hmm. able to go in and just check what their favorite, uh, their favorites were. Of course, you were uh, you carried the torch for the original listener Jordan, who had, I believe, his own site that was uh, wat- uh, tracking all the picks. But then he had no capacity to do it at a certain yeah, point, so you right. just took up took up the mantle. And what was that like? What, how how did you decide like you were going to make that project happen?
3: Um, I don't know, really. It was just a weird little thing. Like, um, I was just on Twitter the once and I think Jensen must have tweeted something out just saying like that they could do with some sort of database that had helped them keep track of everything. Uh and I don't think he was doing it to sort of say that, you know, what was it, get up on that had sort of fallen apart or whatever. Right. Right. I think he was just saying like I think he was after something different, which was, you know, just being able to search. I think he wanted something where it was like this proves how early we were able to be like on top of this thing. Yeah. I mean, and I guess I, I just had some free time and I just sort of just threw something together really quickly and sent it over
2: and yeah, just, it just got going from there really. I mean, it's. it's I remember finding the, once he, once he tweeted out the uh, the website and like scrolling back and I was just looking through the archives and there was, it's such a, I feel like it's such an innovative way of trying to keep things simple and sweet. And also, Getting it, like okay, you can also have a voice in this too. Do you like this? Did you not like this pick? Like I also felt like you you kept it uh, what the show was because when when we didn't have a Discord, we only was able to tweet at the original podcast's Twitter account, which we couldn't get, and it was the it was just an interaction between us and whoever we don't know who was running it We were like maybe it's jensen I mean, maybe it was, it's maddie it was, definitely <laughs> jensen. it was definitely sometimes it was maddie i can tell sometimes it was maddie and I, then yeah it, it really was then, i think the that
1: resource that really took the took the show to the next level i think it and it's you know it's a real testament to any podcast when the listeners take it upon themselves i think to to put something together to to buttress the 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 podcast itself. And so, yeah, no, I, I think it, there's any number of listeners, any one of our tens of listeners who would want to say thank you to you. Yeah.
2: All tens and 15.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I really, to be honest, it was just one of those things where like I'm constantly working on little odds and end projects like that. And when, because I just listened so much, like, you know, I've been listening to the show since the start. So I just wanted to just, it just, it was a natural blend of something I could do anyway and something I could just jump straight on top of. And for like what equated to about a week's no about an hour's work a week, it was like it was well worth doing. Although I think I don't know if I'd maybe pick you up on what you were saying there about sort of podcast legends. I think this the step from Will G T Y to me, <laughs> I feel like there's a big gap there.
2: <laughs> know, <laughs> big, a big gap up. Yeah. A big gap up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, you had two
3: other horsemen that you probably should have tried to get
2: in before, <laughs> before
3: resorting well, you know, I think, to me. I think, <laughs> no, what?
2: We, I, I think you, you were, you are part of, you were literally part of the podcast. You were maybe in the shadows, but you were still part of the podcast. Like people would listen to the podcast and then, and then sometimes cause they were both would like either the guests would, or, or Jensen would talk really fast and never don't really do like a, Hey, so let's recap. So yeah, it was like at that point the only chance you could get is if you got onto your site. So I feel like if you miss something or you you wanted to take that extra step to find them, like you get you gave that to everybody else. So being able to click on the things that they were talking about was uh, extremely helpful, in my opinion.
1: Also, I think yeah. What well, was just say? I mean, oh, I was gonna I was on. just gonna say the one thing I also think is that you've stayed involved. I mean, I would love to. I would have loved to have Cleve the Black guy come on but i haven't seen him he's not on the discord he's he's not he's not still in yeah. the bunheads world but i bet we can get him we should we should probably reach out
3: <laughs> yeah you definitely you definitely should reach out
2: yeah. uh the yeah. i you know who recently followed us or me i think it was just me uh wobz so we can we can uh we can there you go. see what's up with that so so you said you were day one uh,
3: yeah and wobz is pretty active on twitter as well so i you could you can almost definitely get wob yeah. i'd
1: imagine and so you said yeah. your day one were, would, were you a Jensen fan prior were you hype man? did you go beyond that or was it?
3: no um, my, my routine was Kevin Smith yeah. like I, I was a, a huge Kevin Smith fan and I listened to pretty much all the podcasts and at that point where he started doing sir and it was like a daily thing mm-hmm. it like because of the way it worked out like get upon this would get released early morning state time, which for me always tended to be. Sort of prime Perfect. listening time. So for the first few weeks, when it was like guests that I kind of knew, like obviously Mike Shinoda was a big get week one, but then there were people like Pete Wentz in the first few weeks right. and stuff like that that I really found interesting. Wow. And then basically by the time Matty came on board and you just realised the way the two of them were together, it was just like at that point it sort of shot up there to being like top five podcast for me, like one of the ones that I had to listen to like day of release. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I was yeah. like that too. Uh, I always felt like the the Tuesdays weren't complete unless I listened to Get Up On This and then The crashes yeah. and then sadly both podcasts finished, yeah. <laughs> finished. So I was like, okay, we have nothing now. My Tuesdays are empty now. There's, I don't think there's any other podcast that comes out on a Tuesday that I listen to. And I was just like, now I'm just like, okay, I don't know. Uh, do I just save Monday's podcast or last week's podcast? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's uh I've yeah, I mean, got to a point
3: of having tons of podcasts, so I've had to really start <laughs> sort of cutting them back now. But yeah. I think it's like when the when the boys really started talking about ending the podcast, that was when I was genuinely just like, Ugh, this is gonna be weird now <laughs> for like not listening to
2: this every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <no>, the- <laughs> but you well, know, that's why we brought it back. Yeah. That's
1: right, baby. <laughs> Bring it in. I, th- I think we might. You know, Monday we might uh, turn it back to Tuesdays. I think. I think right now the, the Thursday cadence. You know, we got to be a little individual. We got to have our own. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, version one was Tuesdays. Version two for all of the eight weeks yeah. that it ran was Wednesdays. So. Now, I mean- what, Thursday's the i was gonna to say
1: will this be the longest streak of podcasts in a row for get up on this i, I don't know if they did three in a row at any point because it, and they only had eight over what there was it was like 16 weeks maybe maybe 20 weeks
2: it was like they dropped like two and then they took like two weeks off yeah. <laughs> and then they dropped another two and then they took four weeks off and then they dropped like <laughs> yeah it was like that and then <laughs> out and then out i think, I think they might have money i
3: think the- the last four might have been I no they weren't, of, they weren't I don't know. <laughs> well in
1: any case the past we're leaving that in the past yeah. we're, we're moving to the future uh, so liam uh, oh, yeah you are a web designer is there anything else that you are into are you like active in other local communities other than work or what's what's your life like over in england
3: um so yeah i mean mostly like day-to-day stuff is just going to work and getting involved i'm quite a big comedy fan i spend a lot of time watching live comedy. My first pick's going to kind of be around that, um, to a point that me and my fiance, like, we're on first name basis at our local comedy club Got sort it. of thing. We night. don't even have to, like, we just turn up on the night. Have, you, have you tried your in, hand? Have you? Which is, like, the braggiest <laughs> thing I can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did actually, there was this thing, um, we, me, and my, me and Sarah went to a, um, like, a weekend festival thing, at a holiday camp. Do you know what Butlins is, by any chance? No. No. No, so Butlins is basically like it's a ho- it's it's a holiday camp where you know they, they just buy a plot of land somewhere in the country and they set up a few um a few little mini houses they call chalets and stuff like that and uh-huh. um they they mostly have these like big weekends which are like soul and Motown and, and like bring back the nineties and all that sort of stuff nice but they were trialling one which was like a stand up comedy weekend okay and we went down to that. Um, and as part of that, they had like a, an hour with a comedian called Rudy Liquid, who would uh, sort of give you pointers on how to put some material together. And then like right. a little open mic competition where everyone had three minutes to sort of give it a go. Hmm. And I gave it a go. And, yeah. you know, bless her. Sarah, Sarah tells me <laughs> it was good, but there is no part of me that would want to do that again. It was, <laughs> what was your type three on? What, what
1: what'd, you, what'd you do it on? oh it's embarrassing (laughs) to even remember um just do do, 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 do your type three right here yeah yeah (laughs) it
3: was a long time ago luckily i've i've committed it to i've I've binned it from my memory the main thing i remember talking about one there was a throwaway line about how i have this weird habit of answering a question before hearing it so like (laughs) I do this thing where someone will ask me if I've seen or heard something. This Actually, this is perfect for the pod. So someone will ask me if I've seen or watched something. <laughs> and before I've even heard the question, I've said yes. And then I just have to bullshit my way through a conversation for like 20 minutes. I'll just throw away a throwaway bit about that. There was something about me trying to throw an action figure into the ceiling when I was about 12. I don't even remember why I was talking I like about that. that. <laughs> it was poor. It was it was not no, a good I I could I could see that not a good the, time. those
1: are those are the nuggets, the the building blocks of, of like a bit. I can I can already hear it. And it, I mean, I
3: I was yeah, already.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I, the other one was oh, this one was prop. This was far-fetched and just made no sense. I had this idea that like the idea, the notion of train spotting came from like husbands would tell their wives they were going train spotting because they knew their wives wouldn't be interested, but it was clearly a cover for something. <laughs> and somewhere along the line, someone just got the wrong end of the stick and just started going train spotting. Even as <laughs> <laughs> I say that, that sounds like such trash. If I, watched, if I went to a club and someone was on stage oh saying that, God. I would, leave i
2: would (laughs) legit leave
3: no i love it so and i did i stood on the stage and said that to people
2: (laughs) so like i'm 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 in the same boat with you but i'm in the the before stages so like i've gone to a ton of comedy shows and people like comedians know me by name and so like i've befriended a a bunch like a handful of them and every time they've seen me they'll be like so when are you going to try this and i'm just like yeah uh, you know, I, like I'll set a date and I'll just never do it. <laughs> I'm one of these people. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like I have,
3: I've, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken to a few. Um, there's a, like the because we go to the same club, we have pretty much the same mm-hmm. compare week in week out. Is a guy called Andy Robinson who I really love, but he's meant he said once or twice like, why don't you ever give this a go? And I'm just like, no, never again. Like, it was, <laughs> do you feel
2: like you bombed, bad. or did you feel like you just didn't feel like this is for you when you were on stage? Well, I, it definitely
3: wasn't for me, which is weird cuz like Sarah would Sarah would always tell me that it definitely was for me, but I just didn't agree with it. We're talking about Sarah Silverman. But I mean, I didn't I didn't really <laughs> hear like <laughs> I didn't really hear much of, it's just that I probably wasn't even listening to the audience reaction. Mm. I didn't even take the mic out of the stand because They'd said something just beforehand about like, well, if you if you're gonna hold the mic, make sure it's not too close and not too far away. So I just bottled it and just stood there and didn't even touch the mic. <laughs> so I didn't move. I was just rooted in the rooted on the spot, just like exactly still. I have that fear. It, i tried like, to think
2: what it looked what it, what it must have looked like to people. I uh, a former get up on uh, the Champs podcast. I, every time I'm like, I see a mic, I always hear Moshe Cash's voice, not Moshe, I, mean, I always hear Neil Brennan's voice in my head saying, don't hip hop the mic. And I'm like, like <laughs> yeah. I've done a couple, couple things. Like when I, when I, when I'm doing it, like I, I do a lot, I don't do a lot, but I like to do karaoke. So when I do karaoke, I'm in my head, like, don't hip hop, don't hip hop the mic, don't hip hop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> is-
3: and What does that mean? Is that like, is that like smothering the mic with your hand? Is it that sort of it's thing like, where it's like you've you- only... Yeah, You've you only, only got the top of the, the mic. Yeah. only hold the
2: top. And then, yeah. you know, just, there, like, so like, imagine telling a joke while you holding it like that. It's like, uh, you, sh-
3: you should, I <laughs> like tell- holding it with that, like tilt up. So it's like the mics up in front of your face. Yeah. And you're just trying to, yeah.
2: I mean, uh, it's a, it's a bad experience. It. I'm going to do comedy. I'm, I'm pretty sure hundred percent. I'm going to try it out just because like, I'm fine with public speaking and, mm. I'm, I mean, I just don't think I'm interesting enough to do it, but a lot of (laughs) people be like, I have great, I have great points of views on things. And I'm just like, sure, but I like storytelling comedy. Like, if you, anything that that appeals to me the most in comedy is storytelling. And I've Mm -hmm. always wanted to like storytelling show. And I've always like, any, any, to me, like just to get to that, you drag people on, you get them lost in the middle of the story you you throw in some laughs in there and then once you get to the end it's either a big like oh my god or a big like laugh at the end and i feel like that's more satisfying and it's and you you're just there telling how it is so it's not like you're like oh instead of doing like observational comedy where you're like it's weird when people cross the street like this or something like (laughs) that you know
3: yeah. (laughs) yeah i i i I mean, so how do you find yourself when you go to clubs? Are you like, cause this is the thing it's like nine times out of 10, I'm just watching along and like, I can, I can pick up when things are good or bad or, right. or whether I'm just completely like, I can usually see when something's funny, but not for me. Mm-hmm. But then there's, there are very few instances where I like think of something that would add to someone else's performance. Like there's the odd now and then where I've just like been and suggested like a topper to someone. But even, even the notion of doing that is just like, why am I even doing this? This person, you know, has a I, good idea. They know what they're doing.
2: So but I feel like you that's would so need to be like
3: that, that sort of person to want to do
2: comedy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's you, you, funny you said that though, because I I do give pointers because I watch. I I used to work at Comedy Central, and so I've watched yeah. so much comedy. Even when I was growing up, I mm-hmm. watched comedy like that was like always on. I've I've seen and almost memorized all of the Comedy Central presents from like the first like six seasons and like. It was that was all i was watching so i know how to like i know a well-constructed joke when i hear it and yeah the the funny thing you said you said about me giving, giving people pointers there's one person that i did not know and he was like testing stuff out and he came towards me and because like i said what up to him whatever and when his girlfriend was next to me and he just goes as he finishes the joke that he said, he's like, I'm gonna, I don't know, I don't know how to end this joke. I don't, I don't think this sounds good. As he says, it leaving the stage, so he comes towards me, and then he's just like, he's like, kind of defeated about it, and he's like, I don't know if I'm gonna continue doing that joke. And I, I overheard him say, it. I was like, Nah, man, you should still do it. And then his girlfriend turns to me, and he's like, You should mind your own business. I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's and that that gave him a new uh, two minutes bit about that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, definitely. Probably. Next time he was on
3: stage, he was definitely telling that story. <laughs> that was
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, no. But then he goes, he goes, yeah, you know, he, he like, you know, he turns to his girlfriend, he goes, "Chill out." And I was <laughs> like, I just turned my head. I was like, huh? there you <laughs> go. <Yeah>. That, <laughs> no, actually, this is your bit.
1: This is this is what you turn into your uh, <laughs> type two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> never, never give advice. That's that's my type two. But but like the type two uh, comedy show goer is I'm the person that always sits in the front state in the front of the, the, the crowd. I'm like, cause it's, yeah. people are too scared. And I, am I'm, I'm a yes and person. Cause I, I took, I, I'm so proud of my year of improv that I took in high school. <laughs> but I, I'm not this like clammy, per, clammed up person where, uh, when somebody picks on me, I'm just going to be like, no, I'm not going to give you anything, you know? And, and I feel like people yeah. are so afraid of that, but it adds to the show. So if you have people that are willing to get picked on, like it's not even really, I think people are too afraid of getting, like spoken to at a show. Like you're there to watch somebody do comedy. Yeah, it's it's that definition. It's that The problem is that definition of referring yeah. to it as
3: getting picked on. That's what people yeah, really shy so. away from. Whereas it is nine times out of 10, it's like, especially like a professional compare, it's like they've got all the material. They literally are just going to ask you a job title so they can go into their little Rolodex yeah. of and jokes and just throw <laughs> something out there. It's not like it's going to be, they're not going to come up with like hot fire on the moment about you specifically <laughs> sitting there in your flannel shirt with your spiked. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, and I also feel
2: like, cause I've, I've, there's a, even, I've even gotten picked on while sitting, well, not, I got to stop saying that. <laughs> even gotten spoken to while sitting towards the back, but just by yeah. myself, like, uh, and I'm still just going to give them something. Like, I'm not just going to be like, no, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want this to happen yeah, right, yeah. right now. And the the problem is that you're, you're in a live audience and it's a conversation like even you're there to laugh but you're there to hear what they have to say but then you're also there for when they need some time to move on to the next subject like you're there yeah. to help and just keep, like, keep the flow agree, going isn't it it's, it's a, like
3: because if, if everyone in the audience like, just sit there like stony faced it's like well none of you are going to enjoy it then there has to be some back and forth
2: yeah so, you know like the that brings me to uh to like a memory of it. you ever see has any have everybody in this uh in this podcast right now has seen the nutty professor <laughs> uh, prob- probably when i was a kid
3: i mean i'm not gonna be
2: able to there's that there's one scene yeah. in there in the beginning when they go to a comedy club and he's the big he's the big nutty professor and yeah. he gets picked on and i feel like that created this huge stigma of, like, no, they'll sit in the front. Like, you're going to get picked on type of thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Because, I mean, everyone I speak to has got really quick um, references to the Nutty Professor. Like, it's literally living <laughs> in the front of their brain. So I would imagine that is literally what everyone thinks of. It was, it was that, the
1: second that they go that to that any moment comedy in the club. zeitgeist when everybody absorbed that particular moment that in the is. movie.
2: Yeah, uh, boy, I'm blaming, yeah. I'm blaming the empty front row <laughs> on the naughty professor. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. That was, that was the best, this was an
1: amazing bit, huh? So you just, you, you tagged us along all the way and then you hit us with that. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, I think we should, this is probably the perfect moment just to transition into the, the format with our, uh, initial question and this is talking about the nutty professor is Uh is back in history and that was back when you were a kid (laughs) liam and the question being when when you were coming up in the world when you were a kid growing into a teenager were you up on things earlier were you late
3: um i would say i was late on most things my my area growing up was definitely aside from comedy it was like tech like i was one of the first people i knew to have a home computer. It was like mm-hmm. in the living room and no one else in my family used it. Yeah. So that soon got moved to my personal bedroom. Um, and I just, you know, like anything like that, like home computing, like I was on MSN messenger really early, all that sort of stuff. Like that was, that was the, the only thing I can really think back to that. I was in any way early okay. on.
2: How long, um, how long and like to, uh, to print out naked ladies. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was,
3: <laughs> I dread to think it was, I don't know, because we had dial-up, so it would have, <laughs> do you mean, <laughs> I, I've realized that's not what the question was. <laughs> like, the answer isn't an hour. It's, it's like, <laughs> you I were really laboring on that computer. <laughs> I, genuinely, I genuinely wasn't even that concerned until I was probably in my teens, but I gen, I'm pretty sure we had that home computer when I was like 11. So it's like, the main thing I was, because it was still on MS-DOS, oh, so I was good. just playing Doom, uh, just and it, nonstop.
1: And it, nice. that is that, that, I that gave really you sort of anything. your 10,000, like from there you were just working computers and is, did that like sort of have a direct connection to what you do now? That's like you just always been there? It didn't actually. Okay.
3: The, the main, the thing, the thing that got me into the web was wrestling. So like, um, I was, yeah. I was so into wrestling that in like secondary school, me and my friends joined these e feds, which I we sort of talked about off air, I guess, but um, and these e-feds always had these terrible websites or they were run through message boards and stuff like that. So I just got into um, Microsoft front page. I'm not sure if you'd even remember that or would have I ever do. come across that when you were so I got into Microsoft front page and I would make websites like that, that uh, for these e-feds and these wrestling websites and then that eventually evolved into doing it with Dreamweaver. But even then, it was still just, it was basically Photoshop for websites. I wasn't actually writing any code. Right, right. And I just did right. that in my spare time for years while going off, getting a normal nine to, f- well, not nine to five. I worked in a supermarket doing shit out. <laughs> but yeah, so I just got like a normal day job and did this other thing in my spare time. Um, and I guess, again, going back to Kevin Smith, it was like, it was when he started doing all those talks about find what you enjoy and make that make money for you. That was when I realized like I've been doing this other thing in my spare time for years. I should probably, you know, invest some time in that. I love it. Yeah. So I went back to university, studied and just, you now just made a huge sidestep and I've been doing it now professionally for like five years, just about. That is but fantastic.
2: I've been wow. doing it since I was in my teens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, uh, I tried to get into web back in the day and uh, I used Dreamweaver and then I remember somebody telling me and being like, you know, Dreamweaver adds a ton of junk code in your stuff. And yeah, was like, yeah. Dreamweaver yeah.
3: Opened, was, Dreamweaver was out, utter rubbish. <laughs> if I look back on it now, yeah. it's sort of... But then the web in the 90s was utter rubbish. It was like this you just had to make things work as best as you could. So it's not, you know...
1: Yeah, you wouldn't yeah.
3: do it that way now, but back then it was fine. Right. Yeah. Like, every website was made of rubbish code. Yeah, and if it wasn't made of rubbish code, it was basically Times New Roman on a white background. So,
1: yeah. and, and the last yeah. thing I'll ask you about that yeah. is: that, Are you concerned about the decline of the web? Because now, as the smartphone has become the sort of primary way people access data over the internet, uh, apps have become sort of more of a a primary place that people go to. Collate all the information they want. So, is there is are you seeing that sort of reflected yeah. in the work you get, or even even in your experience?
3: Um, not really. I mean, the the big difference is nowadays every website you make has to be accessible from a phone. Mm-hmm. But all that actually means is that we as web developers have to do more work uh, to make it work across you know m- multiple devices. So, in that sense, it's kind of good for us. And the app thing, while while nine times out of ten a client will come to you and say, I need this to be an app, what they don't really realize is that most apps these days are just websites that just get converted. Okay, and, You know, like you can, unless your app is doing something really, uh, you know, it's really out there or you're making like a game or something. Yeah, nine times out of ten you just make a website and then run it through some software that turns it into an app interesting there you go um so it's not it's not really a big or at the minute at least it's not a big thing for us because if anything it just means more people are accessing the web and more people are expecting to be able to get these things really quickly the one place where it's a bit weird is you know there's this there's more of this bend towards people thinking well I can just do everything through social media, ah, okay. and the problem with that right. way of thinking is that you lose so much control over the information you're putting out there. But yeah. business, you know, there's a lot of businesses that are still currently like, "Well, social media works." You know, we see it work for other people, and they think they can just jump in and just go from there. But that's, you know, what people don't tend to realise is how much money big companies are spending on social media. It's not. A straightforward thing. It's not like you just fire up a Twitter account and you're off. Right, right. Um, so that you know that's right. going to be where the big thing comes in the next few years, I'd imagine.
1: Got it.
2: I got my question. Since Derek had one. So, <laughs> did you cry when Flash died? No, because I didn't
3: learn Flash. I. It was one of those things where I constantly kept telling myself I need to learn Flash. <laughs> but yeah, I, was like I, was, that too. I was basically just making websites by designing them in Photoshop, slicing them up and throwing them into dreamweaver. And I was never making mm-hmm. anything that was elaborate enough to need flash. And then once I started learning actual HTML and CSS, it's like everything flash used to do, you can now do much better and in a much more accessible way. So yeah, the, the demise of flash really wasn't one that hit me to be honest. Got it. Well, it wasn't. I mean, there, are, there were some nice Flash websites back in the day and, you know, it was
2: uh-huh, yeah, cool yeah. for the
3: time, but unless you were getting paid a lot of money to make those websites, I don't think you'd have been that bothered when yeah. you died. <laughs> Do but, you, plus I had so an iPhone, so I couldn't really, yeah, on one hand, I couldn't exactly. really look at this shiny iPhone, but oh my God, it's killed Flash.
2: <laughs> it's like... Yeah, well, <laughs> so jailbreak your phone just to get Flash to work on your your. People iPhone. do that. I remember yeah. that being in the, the first like two iterations.
3: Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, early. early ones. Yeah, you needed to do that, and then eventually even
1: that stopped working. <laughs> I, you just you yeah. just had to get on Joe Cartoon.
2: Do you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to get on
3: new to bring back yeah, yeah. new <laughs> I really needed to watch those you... videos.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you? Um... So to bring to bring a call back from uh, get up on this 2.0, how do you feel about HTML5 infographic <laughs> resumes? <laughs> that's savage. Um, I mean, it's,
3: it's, you know what? I might have misunderstood what that pick was. I don't even think that's what infographic resumes were. I don't think they were like web based, were they? I thought it was just like right. You sent your information no, to really, them, and they just, yeah. like, PDF no, the <laughs> shit out of it and no. sent it back. Yeah, yeah
2: I mean, because like, I've seen a couple um, where, like, uh, it's like, a, I don't was he a video game designer? I know he was, like, a, a web designer and also something else. Yeah. And he made, like, a little sick Mario person of himself. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Through, yeah, yeah, I have seen yeah, that. Yeah, as you scroll through, he would, like, level up and stuff like that, and you see all his, like, resume stuff and it's like one awards and ones like webby awards and stuff like that No, that
3: might, I mean that how do you feel
2: like realistically if I had the patience
3: to do something like that I'd be all over it like I've got a personal website that I I invested a chunk of time in at one point but it, there's nothing particularly spectacular about it like <laughs> at the end of the day your personal website is just there to basically say like look I know how to do this and I can do it well so hot you mm. know and yeah I I think things like that are dead interesting like it, it's even if it's just one of those things where you click on them because someone sends you a link or someone posts it on twitter and that starts to kickstart some other ideas that you have
1: um so yeah i'm, I'm well up for things like that very good very good all right well, well i think awesome. we can uh, we can take a break here and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna get right into our picks so this is get up on this don't go anywhere we'll be right back
0: Go gang gang recognize a name name that you kissed the bang We are not the same same like who the bang bang fucking ain't a thing thing starting with my twenty-fourth, Kevin hang hang well cuz everybody know that everybody want a peace It's not enough for me to go 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 man like a piston, it's missing a ball while I'm twisting
1: the miss Welcome back to get up on this we are ready to get into our pics you know the format. There's going to be two picks from our man in New York, Haas. There's going to be two picks from our guest today, Danger Liam. One pick from myself because you know I, I got a lot of things to do. I'm I, I, and I'm also half of a man. I'm just I'm just going to be real man. straight up. <laughs> you're uh, like, anyway. So I have to.
2: <laughs> All right, Haas, hit us with that first pick. All right, my first pick is super early on this, uh, but I think they're on the cusp of they're on the cusp of something. Uh, it's a band called Jelani Say.
1: Jelani uh, Say. You
2: spell that. Yeah. You spell that J E L A N I S E I. Um Jelani
1: Say. They're, oh, I, yeah, I'm okay.
2: they're an amazing I would say they're in their teens. I've I've spoken to them uh at a show once and they just won me over. Um like they're just a mix of uh, soul and I would say uh, like alternative rock, but like they have two singers. The main singer is a female singer. Um, you know, you know how I feel about strong female leads. Uh, <laughs> we do,
1: We've talked at
2: length like, here about that. Yes, strong black <laughs> female leads. leads. Uh, and uh, I think like they have this one song. The one song I suggest everybody to listen to is yeah. a song called. Rep Maxine Waters.
1: I was about to say, I I see on their on their Spotify page they have a, a single mm-hmm. EPs section, and Rep Maxine Waters is one of them. I just thought that's such a great name, so let, I'll, I'll cue that such up. A great
2: name, yeah. But that song, I I probably because it, it's just, it's a single by itself, but that song itself, I've listened to it about on repeat like more than a hundred times because it's just like the build up. There's like so much that that just goes into this one song that i feel like once you hear it it's gonna be your new favorite song for about a week
1: i love it all right here uh i'm gonna i'm gonna play us a little bit of this so we can we can listen in this is Rep maxine waters by jelani say That is a little bit of Rep Maxine Waters from Jelani say. So yeah, they they got uh, a little bit of a, a political bent there as well.
2: Oh yeah, for sure, man. It's like uh, it's, they're they're young kids that are seeing how the world is shaping up, and I and I, I feel like they're doing their part of speaking up about it. And it's like seeing what I saw and like how they they like played, and you could tell the passion of what they're saying. It's like. Hundred percent, awesome. They have they have a video, YouTube videos recently that they played at a like a live radio show, something like that. Uh, you should check that out whenever you got a chance.
1: Okay, very good. I like I like it. And so they yeah, that's
3: cool. I really like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that is um, that song actually clocks in at six minutes thirteen, which is impressive given the the current trend of shortening songs.
2: Nah, I'm for longer songs, though. Let's go. Bring back Mars Volta. Yeah. <laughs> in minute songs, let's go. <laughs> I want my song to have movements. <laughs> yes. I want my song to to uh, fake me out and then come back in and tell me that, what, what, ask and ask me, why am I listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. And I, I also, yeah, in terms of the,
1: uh, you know, if they are, I guess, yeah, if you're, they're teens, you know, I think they might be sort of, uh, generally described as part of Gen Z, whatever we're going to one day call Gen Z. Uh, oh, and it's cool to God. see a lot of the activism. <laughs> They're not. You, you You wouldn't call them Gen Z?
2: No, I don't know. Just just given it, uh, like, you know, the whole millennials or the Gen Y and the Gen Z. I'm like, so when are we going to stop using these? <laughs> <laughs> that, I,
1: I think probably never. I think there's always this, this drive yeah, to
3: categorize. I was going to say there's always going to have to be some way for, like, crusty old folks to be like yo those young <laughs> kids I don't like what they're doing give them a name yeah well it, it, make it as derogatory as possible and, and it
1: reminds me of uh <laughs> you know there's i feel like there's a, a another group that was just sort of the the earlier version of this in a certain way it's like kids these days i don't know if you remember um i think they were a get up on at one point uh we could check it they were, yeah, yeah yeah and and they i think they even kind of adopted that they're like hey we we know that you're going to you know Denigrate the youth, so we're just going to like bask in it, and that's kind of like the Gen Z way, which I love it. Like they just kind of own their they 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 are they've been forced to sort of become yeah. a collective in a way that a previous generation I don't know that may, maybe they have, or maybe it's just the recency uh, bias that I have, but I feel like there is a, something a little different about the Gen Z experience. Yeah,
3: it's easy for them to get that message across, isn't it? It's like you know young people have probably always been doing stuff like that, but when it's I agree when it's so easy to just make it so like accessible for everyone these days, it's just like, well, you're always going to think it's worse now than it was in the past when realistically it's probably exactly the same. Right. Right.
1: But yeah, no, that's, that's a great pick. I love it. Rap Maxine Waters from Jelani say, well, check them out. I'm excited mm-hmm. for them to, to, I think, I think they, uh, yeah, put, put together some, some momentum, maybe get on the, uh, I, they, they might break into alternative rock radio, even with that sound.
3: I can honestly say I'll actually check it out as well because I was just expecting cool, cool. another rap pick and I was just going to have to sit here and just be like, I don't understand
2: what's oh, happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know who, when, when, once you said Liam's going to be on, I was like, all right, let me switch it up. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we know this one's going to be big big in London. This We're going to get a lot, a, lot of, of, a, lot of a lot of listeners winning. from uh, UK on this one. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Liam, that, that brings us to you. So, what is your first pick of the podcast? Hit us with it right now. Uh,
3: so, my first pick is this. Uh, I guess it's a website, but it's again a website app, whatever you want to call it. Called Next Up Comedy, uh, who are a UK company that are basically trying to set themselves up as the pure like Netflix of stand-up comedy specials. Oh, um, interesting. They, they probably started. They probably started about a year or two back, and they've been slowly building this library where. Uh, The main thing is, I guess at the very start, they just went off and bought a few uh, specials that people had put together. Mm -hmm. They were like selling on sort of DVDs and things at at local gigs and stuff like that. Things that weren't like, they they were professionally produced, but weren't like big DVD distributions and things like that. So they bought a few of those and just released those on, on the platform. But since then, they've obviously put together quite a big team. They've got their own production team going now. And I think at the minute, they're. Tr- it looks like they're trying to release like at least a new show every week or two. Okay. And so that's like an hour of new comedy a week. Uh, and it's it's only something fairly cheap. It's like $3.49 or something a month. And uh, yeah, I've been on it for about a year. Well, a year or so on and off. Like I'll I'll have these moments where I'll just like remember that I've got this subscription and I'll binge through five or six shows and then it takes a few months for for you know new shows to sort of build up again but right, i can definitely right. see like with the way they're working and the way they're trying to put things together that mm-hmm. somewhere down the line they'll have this huge pool of things that you can just dive into and just you know just sort of get lost in really yeah and, and the this- way they're doing it is obviously really clever because it's collaborative with the comedians so they're basically saying like i don't know if they're paying an upfront cost or something like that but every every view gets a kickback to the to the comedian until they hit some sort of Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, I was looking into how wow. the numbers of it worked at one point, but yeah, it's, it's a cool, idea. it's definitely a cool idea. And it's, I think that's what it is. I remember it's basically like, I think they split the costs until they've earned back enough. And then everything just carries on to the comedian or something like that.
1: Right, right. I think that's the way it and, worked, and then, roughly, anyway. And it looks like thus far, uh, I mean, I'm sure that the aspirations would be worldwide, but right now, it's it, even on their website, it's described as the Netflix of UK stand-up comedy. So it's a lot of, a lot of UK. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah I think it's
3: definitely, yeah, I think, you know, they use things like the Edinburgh Fringe as they're like, you know, they use that every year to be like, right, which are the shows that we need to be sort of, we need to have our sort of fingers on the pulse of, and they'll keep an eye out for which shows are getting a lot of traction obviously some of those are going to get sold on to bigger you know the, you know netflix are picking up a lot of comedy these days oh yeah um they, they pulled so i think these guys are more just like yeah yeah they're just going going with what they can you know where they feel they can add something and they can actually help elevate and they, they are elevating some newer comedians and there are some really good specials on there that definitely wouldn't have been picked up by anyone else. Um, right. I was actually, yeah, it's, I think it's really good service. I was
1: going to say one of their, one of their tenets on their website, which I think speaks exactly to that. says, despite the comedy industry being so broad with such a variety of wonderful comedy talent to suit all tastes, what you see on TV is an accurate reflection of that wonderful diversity. So they yeah, they're really, I think this is, this is the perfect place if you're sort of up and coming, uh, or even, you know, want to get on that track, this might be a place to, to showcase yourself. For sure, yeah. Cool. Well, I, I like this. Yeah. I am gonna, gonna check this out. I like next show, up, man. Next up as comedy. A big, as
2: a big comedy fan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, next comedy.com Do you know if it has any uh, like can you download it on um uh Amazon Fire Fire TV and uh, um,
3: they have I know they've got a Fire TV app. Um, oh, like it's one of those things Netwell. well, that might only be in the UK, but you can get it as an add on to Amazon Prime. Right um so you know how amazon have had started adding channels and things like that right. so there is a next up channel on amazon uh, the only slight drawback with that is i think they have a like a couple of months delay on the new stuff got it so it's like if you're going to go the amazon route that you're going to sort of miss out on getting things as soon as they're released but it's out there so you know yeah it says Roku, i don't know how well it's going to work in the states but it's an option it says Roku, it's got vpns in it amazon
1: google and apple perfect so yeah, so that 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 sounds like yeah, you should be at least worth a shot. If if there's any uh, uh, regional restriction, I'm sure it'll let you know. But yeah, next up, comedy. Yeah, I'd say. I, that. I
3: mean, even if you just do, and also if you just did like a month of it, and just you know grab a handful and just see, you know, it much point you in the direction of
2: people to keep an eye out for. This looks regional, so like like region free. I mean, regional because so like once it's regional, but uh, it looks region free because when you when, when I click on any of these links, they take me to a US based site. So like for Amazon ah, interesting. Okay. taking me to Amazon.com. So it's it, okay. It's available for everybody. Uh so region free, guys. Get at Love it. it. Love it. All right.
1: Well, very good. Next up, comedy.com. Thank you, Liam. All right, Haas. You're back on the hot seat. What do you
2: got for a second the pick
1: of the pod?
2: So like I said, I know. Our guest, hello, switched up <laughs> fix. and fixed. And today I want to get you guys up on a show that I, that's that been on Netflix, but I feel like nobody's clicking on it. And it is called Dangerous Comedy. Mm, dangerous um, Comedy. I was very hesitant to click on it uh, because it has, a, like the, the cover art for it has, has been a, uh, one of these dudes, these SoundCloud looking dudes with tattoos on their face. And I was like, this is probably going to be stupid. But I learned a lot about comedy in dangerous areas. Uh, It literally starts off in, like, war-torn areas like Iraq and Saudi Arabia. has got got some interesting views on women doing comedy. It is – like, I – I watched that show for four hours straight, just like I needed to finish it because uh, you, we learn about comedy in UK. We learn about comedy in USA. It's easy to just get up and and go do it in these areas. But right, right. We don't know about areas that need comedy because they're just witnessing mm-hmm. people dying like on a regular basis. So yes, uh, it's, it's nuts. It's, I see, uh, and, and the I show see. is a must. A lot.
1: Yeah, and it's it's got Larry. So full name Larry Charles, dangerous world of comedy, and so Larry Charles being the uh, isn't he Seinfeld? He's
2: a, he's one of the creators of Seinfeld, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I think a so. he, he introduces he's, himself, and I was going to yeah, say, he's, yeah, he's he's one of the creators of Seinfeld. And wow, I think he also helped on Curb too. So. Right,
1: I was I was going to say I think Curb as well. Um, man, this is fascinating. Yeah, it looks like he, yeah, goes to all these places. Um, I wonder here, I'll, I'll try to cue it up. Uh, maybe a little clip of the uh, of the trailer here, but that that is that's really cool. And so, I you know, it's op- something I often am curious about is the the way comedy Produ- happens. Uh, so
2: he's a producer on Se- producer on Seinfeld and he also directed Bruno and the D- Dictator and oh, very good. He also produced Curb. Got it. Got it. So yeah, he's he's legendary. He's very legendary and his his take on comedy is is very similar on the routes of like the stuff he's worked on like but I think I think I he mentions that when he worked on Bruno and like when he worked with you know, Sasha Barrett Cor- uh, Cor- uh, Cor- uh, Cohen, <laughs> there you go. about Carol <laughs> Cohen. That, that kind of just like changed the way he viewed comedy in a more real aspect. And he, he sees, he sees how much people actually need it in order to like, forget about such tough things. Like, right. Right. Uh, there's one episode. I feel like it is it, the, the whole series is kind of tough to watch. Cause you're kind of like the, you're kind of like going into being like oh this is supposed to be funny but what you realize is that not not only you need funny in your life to feel better you also need funny in your life to forget about things that are just like uh like you need it as a coping mechanism right right as as much as you need anything else uh and like you there's a, there's a comedian who he was blown up in a truck and when he was over in Afghanistan and he came back with burns on 75% of his body. So he decided to do comedy and, and like he learned, he learned how to like love himself in all these, you know, how he looks now through comedy. And it's very, it's super interesting. Like, like uh, it's a must watch, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. and so Again. what and so he was like was
3: he like a foreign comic who went out there to try and entertain and that happened to him and he's having to deal with that back home or is it is that someone that was like just trying to make comedy work in one of those countries already how what exactly like that sounds like a pretty horrific story i was just wondering like can i imagine those two things could be very different if it's like he was already in that country and he was mm-hmm. just trying to get his start and then this happened to him no like, he was and then at the same time if he had to go back to the US or back to the UK or whatever and deal with that that he, could also be just like just as weird he went
2: he was part of the army so he was just mm-hmm. with his brigade right. in, a, in a truck and then the uh, he, they went over IUD I would think and then the truck blew up but he was the only survivor Wait, did did you just call truck. it an IUD wow. and then he came back home I yeah I did. You (laughs) trip over an IED. Went over IED. I'm pregnant. Uh, IED. Yeah IED IED, yeah IED. It was that's gonna be that's gonna have me get roasted. I'm gonna get roasted for that one. Also
1: your your Uh, earlier uh, when you when you were trying to say Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, I I just imagine you saying Sasha Baron Corden Corden. Which I think is a new James Corden, Corden.
2: <laughs> character
1: he should be doing. <laughs> uh, anyway, not, not, to, not be. to make light of the, uh, the story, but now that's fascinating. Is the, the way <laughs> I, I think that is something that is, I've always actually wondered about, um, a lot of these places where I know like comics go and work in like the middle East and, and in Asia, yeah. and I'm, but you I'm like, so, does yeah. it, does it work in the same way or, or, even for those audiences who are local, like what it, what makes them laugh? Like in the, it, it's it's almost hard to imagine because it feels like such a Western thing, stand up comedy. But it sounds like this will yeah. really give you a sense of of how it works out there.
2: Man, there's there's an episode where they go to Nigeria to like these places in Africa, and they're like they're like okay with rape jokes, and it is the most weird episode I've oh, wow. like I was just like watching. It. I'm like this is, this is nuts. Yeah. like uh, and then there's like child soldiers that become com- like comedians and the type of like, they do like funny stuff in the streets. I mean, oh, interesting to get away from being part of a child being part of being under a warlord and stuff like that. It's crazy. The show is nuts. Okay. <laughs> well,
1: no, that this is a great pick. Thanks so much. Uh, Larry Charles, dangerous world of comedy. You can find it on Netflix. I think that's Netflix exclusive. So you can check it out there yeah. and uh, yeah, great, great pick. I'm excited to watch that. All right, Liam, hit us yeah. with number 2. That sounds wrong. That's <laughs> that's second pick of the podcast. Yeah.
2: Liam. Hit him, hit him with that. Um, yeah.
3: So yeah, so uh, I was trying to like I had to I had a few in mind for this, but I decided to go I wanted to veer into the sort of weird picks that sometimes get okay. brought up on the podcast. Uh, so I went with an Instagram account because I figured that's the best I of love both it. worlds. I mean, I think we got an Instagram pick every other week in (laughs) 2.0, and we got plenty uh, over the years from Jensen. Uh, So I've recently started following this guy called Thumbs on Instagram. Thumbs, it's it's Thumbs. It's like Thumbs. One is his handle, but he just goes by Thumbs. Uh, He's a UK artist who mostly specialises in like mashups, and I think he got he got a bulk of his following from doing um, a mashup series of like the first 150 Pokemon with Simpsons characters that got released as like oh. pin badges and cards and stuff like that, a few t-shirts. Um, but his, his big thing seems to be these like Simpsons crossed with whatever else you can think with, think of. Uh, and I know that like, I mean, that's the sort of thing that back in the day, like when I was in secondary school, everyone was drawing anyone you could think of as a Simpsons mm-hmm. character. Yeah. So it's not like it's the newest thing in the world, but there's just something about the way he manages to put them together. That is just brilliant. Um I've ordered a few of his products as like lapel pins and stuff like yeah, that. No. Um one of them is the Mighty Ducks Mighty Ducks logo um with Bart's head replacing the mask, which is absolutely fantastic. I mean it's probably the I coolest I mean thing I mean I've that. seen.
1: This is actually yeah. you know uh, And then I guess the, the- Oh no, I I was just going to say on. I'm, I'm on the website right now and I think you know the cuz yeah, like you said this is it's not like this has been not done not done before, but his style is so clean i mean everything is integrated so nicely
2: yeah it's yeah 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 i'm surprised uh, and then the, the reasons aren't doing them
1: yeah
3: <laughs> well i guess that's that's sort of bootleg culture isn't it it's like you just throw throwing in a picture on instagram they're never going to be able to do anything about and if he's only selling tiny amounts of product from like a warehouse yeah. somewhere in central london you know the amount of money it would cost for for him to get ceased and desisted would I w- probably I outweigh. I you know, bet a lot of times. And I, I think it.
1: about this often with like Patty LaPelle and all of the the bootleg stuff that Jensen loved, and and I think you know there's there's oh, probably sure. a certain level at which there there is an assessment by like the you know like Fox would look at it and be like actually you know this is sort of buttressing yeah. the brand in a way that like we don't mind losing on like the sales mm-hmm. of you know like the lapel pin or whatever because it's actually like just furthering our art like i mean we're we're probably making more money you know by people just yeah. continuing to be like super fans um by just allowing this to continue rather than trying to stop them yeah
3: definitely yeah and i mean that i guess that that's what was going to bring me on to uh, another reason this ties into the podcast is that last week or maybe the week before he announced he's Actually, got an event upcoming in California with uh Gallery 1988, oh, no, no, with Patty LaPel and another like a clothing brand where he's basically doing like Simpsons Cross the WWF. Well, yeah. okay, he's oh, what? calling it Simpsons Cross WWF because he's he's doing like old 80s and 90s wrestlers. Uh, the only Images oh, released so far of that is you know. Bart Simpson as Bret Hart, oh, wow. which looks absolutely amazing. Oh my God. And I want that on a t-shirt so badly. But yeah, that's a, that's a little event that they're throwing somewhere in California. I think before, somewhere by the end of the month. I'm not 100% sure. You can follow that on his Instagram story. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Um, but yeah. I wonder if it's... So yeah, just tying it back in. you know, That's tying it back perfect.
1: In. You're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head you, you <laughs> right in the Bunhead's wheelhouse oh mm-hmm. man this is it's wild oh yeah i see the cards now it's like a full trading card bundle of pokemon cards with yeah. springfield characters put onto the card so it's like a full deck that's incredible yeah
3: yeah yeah he's, he's, i think he's literally released one of each of the original 150 and even the on the cards even the sort of move names and stuff like that incorporate some sort of joke into right. them so it's not even just the artwork it's the whole thing is, is I, part I like of it yeah. yeah it's
1: mostly Simpsons but there's also I see some Nintendo and there's also like an odd amount of Wu-Tang he likes, he likes the Wu-Tang crew
2: yeah I've seen a few of those lately yeah very good his most recent post has um, <laughs> uh, what's his name uh, Bart's friend what's Bart's friend Millhouse he has Millhouse okay. Chucky from uh, Rugrats. Yeah, I saw that. And, and then he has the, he has Ned Flanders as the Eds from Ed Ed and Eddie. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah,
3: there's a great um, there's a great Ned Flanders as the Riddler as well. Oh yeah,
1: called oh. the Diddler. <laughs>
2: <that> I love. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's good. That's really fun.
2: All right. Well, this is oh, for- I just saw the saw something as Bret Hart. I need this asap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so, well i mean derek's
3: derek's in cal you're in california yes, right, am. derek just get me and yeah, just, please. if you want if you want to cover the you at the you know international shipping on that i'd really appreciate right, right. it <laughs> oh, of course
1: you know i you know how i got you <laughs> um no i don't need international shipping for me so just buy extra stuff for yeah. <laughs> the price that is the, the, the equivalent value <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to see, I, I, am guessing it's probably going to be in LA given, given if it's with uh Patty lapel, but probably but you never yeah. know. I mean, yeah. sometimes they do actually have some, some stuff. I mean, there's a lot of this kind of artwork that ha- pops up in the Bay area, especially in San Francisco with a lot of the folks in the mission. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe one of the events, if it was like a pop-up, they just, you know, swing by San Francisco to, to get a couple extra sales. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I I, I don't see the date yet anywhere. Um, but we can we'll we'll check it out. We'll put in the show notes if we can. Uh,
3: yeah, I just I just yeah. know that it was somewhere on his like Instagram stories. I'm sure it said it was some it was something like the end okay. of March.
1: Cool, yeah. cool. Well, anyway, thumbs one at thumbs numeral one on Instagram. Check it out. Pop culture artist from London, seventy two thousand followers, and uh, yeah, I like it. This is this is a good, great pick. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with my one pick, and then uh, we'll we'll get into what we're late on after that. This is Get Up On This.
2: Hey, guys, welcome back. It is Get Up On This, and you know who's one half of the man? It's <laughs> Derek, a.k.a. Fresh Poetic. So it is now your turn for your pick. Well, you know, I got I to gotta get my
1: music up.
0: Yeah, check, uh, yeah. Hot car, change it up, what? Things don't seem the same thing not it up, up. they
1: don't seem the same all right say. that is my sting and this is d lip oh on the zeros and the ones I guess it's the ones and the zeros is the funnier way to say that I think was that a Jay ito joke yeah <laughs>
3: I, I think so. That's my joke. have <laughs> just stolen Molly joke
1: on my Oh, episode. yeah, there you go. That, 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 I, exactly. Well, I bootlegged it. I bootlegged the joke. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, this is Derek. This is Fresh Poetic. I'm here with my one pick of the podcast. And I'm bringing something that I, I believe, unfortunately for our guests, is going to be fairly specific to the United States. But it's something that I think our United States listeners are going to enjoy. It's something called Exchange Blocker. It is an app for the iPhone that is a simple call blocker for any time you get uh, calls from numbers that are trying to spoof your phone. Uh, so I think this is maybe, maybe, Haas, you can speak on this. And, I, and maybe, Liam, uh, if... Oh, my God, I've been needing
2: this. I've been needing this <laughs> yeah, for so, yeah, so long. basically, and, and maybe, Liam,
1: you can you can talk on what telemarketers do in, uh, in the UK. But basically, in the US, there's this very common practice now of taking your first six digits of your number so uh it'll it'll take that spoof it and put a new four digits on the end of that. And it makes it seem like it's maybe somebody in your neighborhood or somebody who's like on your same network or something that has like the same sort of starting uh, number, but with a different end. And it's a way that I think a lot of people then get confused or think that maybe it's somebody they know. Uh, And so this is an app that you can actually download on the iPhone. And so and this is actually sort of tied into the larger idea of call blocking on the new iOS. There's actually a new Whole feature set within the settings where you can allow apps to like sort of control your phone's functions to avoid call blocking. And so this one I like a lot because it it specifically just blocks this kind of call, which it happens a ton. Uh, and so and right now it's free for a limited time. So if you go on the app store, you can try it, you can download it at no cost. Uh, and there's no subscription fee or anything. There are these other apps that are more sort of fully featured, which will do telemarketing blocking based on. Uh, reporting. So like if somebody reports a number as being a blocked, it'll just go into their database and they'll tell all the other people using it that, hey, block this call uh, or let you know that you, they think it's a, a telemarketer or something like that. Those ones have a subscription fee. It's usually something like $2 a month. So not a ton, but this one is totally free for the moment and it'll specifically block all these calls. And I I think it's been a godsend for me because I've not seen any of these calls ever since I... I Installed this on my phone and put the settings on so yeah exchange blocker all all one word on iTunes It's uh, it's I I think
2: I Got a question for you then yeah because I've been getting I don't know I've been asking everybody that I know do you get people calling you and it's like Chinese Like it's just like a person speaking in Chinese. Yes, and I don't you don't understand a word that is like being said and it just keeps going.
1: A hundred percent. I have actually, I, you know, I've gotten that both, I guess I don't have a work line anymore, but actually when I was, when I, my last job, I had like a dedicated work phone and I would get it there as well. And, and I, I think somebody told me at some point, cause we, at my last job, we had some folks who spoke whatever version of Chinese that was. And they were like, oh yeah, they're mm-hmm. saying that they're from the consulate and that you have like some issue with your like, status in the country so that's probably like a very specific to like people who are not from the u.s like trying to entrap them in something i think um but yeah no i that i think is a fairly common experience amongst uh our age group is getting those calls i've, I've heard it from other people as well
2: <laughs> well i gotta go i gotta go guys i gotta go fix my uh
1: my my, consulate,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> my chinese consulate.
1: <laughs> yeah, what, what the heck, Hoss? If, if, if what you you went in and you try to get your visa, now now the Chinese government's coming for you.
2: <laughs> um, is telemarketing? What about you? What? About you? what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey man, my my visa's all it's all it's all good. It's all checked out. I I have been to China one time, so I do have a, a passport with my my big sticker of the Chinese visa right and right in the uh, in the page, and I I'm very proud of that. Wow. <laughs>
2: Um, what Liam, about you, the- Liam? Do you get like weird phone calls over there?
3: The, um The weird ones we sort of get in this country. Like nine times, a day, I've not noticed anything like that where it's trying to literally spoof like your area code and stuff like that. We just get these really weird ones. It happens more on landlines than it does on mobiles, where literally they'll just like call and there will literally just be silence, and it just doesn't make. Like I can't. What I can't wrap my head around is what they're trying to achieve by doing that you know what I mean it's literally you just answer the phone and there's just no sound and then eventually you just hang up and you're just like but like I know that my dad especially like he gets those calls like two or three times a day and just keeps answering them and then he's his response is always like to try and be like who's this you know you know is anyone there sort of thing he just (laughs) hasn't cottoned on the fact that it's just
2: (laughs) these weird sort of my mom useless calls. My mom gets these calls yeah. the house, on the house phone, and she oh, would no. easily, she would always, always just go, "Stop calling," and I'm just <laughs> telling her, "Don't pick up." <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I used to I used to have the position that yes, I want to answer in order to then tell them to like take me off the list, but I think that actually does more harm than good because it probably bad actors anyway so they're just now they know that i'll pick up
2: <laughs> so it probably mm. just makes them yeah. double down they take you off of that list yeah and then they put you on a <laughs> just put you on all the exactly list.
3: yeah <laughs> just pass that number around let this guy answer just try and tell him anything uh, i don't understand
2: because um, um there used to be a thing i don't know if this happened in in the uk does this happen in the uk tell us uh when they would just try to get people who like old people to just give them money and then they'll be like, yeah, we'll send you this. We'll send you this. And then the, that's like literally a whole business plan of
3: really?
2: just people calling old people and then try like, to get them to be like, we just need you to send like $20 and then we'll we'll, we'll we'll help you out with your IRS thing. Oh, like, wow. Does that happen? You don't know about this? It's like this huge scam. I mean, I would, I
3: would imagine we get stuff like that in the UK. I've, it's not something I've particularly heard about, but I can't, I mean that sort of thing of just like calling someone up and just chancing it on a story definitely happens yeah. here. It's the more organized stuff that I don't fully get,
2: mm.
3: you know, where it like, where it is automated messages or like you say, like something talking in a, a completely foreign language. It's just like, what is, <laughs> I just don't get what the benefit of that particular way of doing it is, <laughs> Like what they think they're going to get.
1: Apparently they're doing well. So, uh, well, this will at least hopefully be at least a, a, a good strike against them in the uh, uh, the forever telemarketing war. So exchange blocker. Uh, anyway, just so everybody knows out there, I know I know it's amazing. We just dazzled you with these picks of what's about to be the next big thing. You're going to be downloading this on your phone, listening to this on your phone. But you know, sometimes. We might be a little we might be a little off and so uh you know we have a theme song for it this is laid up on this i want to know i want to know <laughs> <laughs> i like I, I i you know actually the last time so i i mentioned gucci man and i cut in some gucci Mane right there what what should we put in on this one <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm thinking there is caliente carly though
1: that the perfect i love it
0: We humble so i'm gonna keep on in and go platinum, so my record paid puerto parade, but not and
2: hope to bring it tight, man you're we gotta we gotta start putting out the request yeah that's true well, I, yeah.
3: I figure if we once to- yeah i mean you literally had will will g and ty <laughs> on the last episode <laughs> and you had you didn't Just badger them for new music. (laughs) We respect, (laughs) Mr. Trick.
1: Anyway, uh, but anyway, so yeah, we we, these are our late-up picks, uh, things that you know we we just came to a little late, even though we're up on everything else. So we come
2: a little late. So Haas, hit us with yours. Uh, Mine, mine's actually a toss-up. Actually, Uh, it's a do I go older band that I should have known about? Do I go newish old band that I should should have known about?
1: Mm, I'd, I'd say go with the older.
2: All right. Uh, I just learned—not just learned, but like a couple months ago—I just learned about Tame Impala. Oh yeah, there you go. And I did not know about them. And I listened to that the 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 last album. What it was the what was the last the recent album that they put out. Okay, Tame Impala's uh, last one. The uh, Current I just from two thousand fifteen. Okay, very good. And. That album is great, but yeah, I didn't know about them until a couple months ago. Really? So, so you you hadn't even heard about them? You, you, this was brand new. No, uh, yeah, and they. I mean, they seem they sound like a a, a band that they just play at like H and M a lot. And <laughs> 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 usually, when I go into anything, I usually have my headphones on, so I'm not listening to any store music because it really doesn't. It really affects the way I shop. So Fair. I'm just like. I'm just like, this sounds great. And then I walked into H&M listening to it. <laughs> I was like, right, let me get some of these. That is
1: <laughs> funny. But, and then, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's, and is that like music that you, because they're, they're more sort of, I guess, like what, what would we put them in? Like they're an alternative.
2: Like a alternative pop or something like that. Right?
1: Okay. There you go. Yeah, is that is that something that I, I, do you listen to others that are like Tame Impala? Like, is that something that you generally check for? Is it is this sort of individual for you?
2: Um, my my music taste is, is more of a I gotta if I'm in a feeling if I'm in a mood or a feeling for something then I'll find it. Okay, so like the like when I went to go the uh, I think I was seeing Bad Rabbits and that's who that's who opened for uh, Jelani say is who opened for bad rabbits. And it was kind of right. like, I was in the mood for bad rabbits. And I kind of got that from Jelani say, so I was just like, this is awesome. And it just flowed together. Uh, Tame Impala was like, I'm in a mood for something that is, uh, kind of sad, but like uplifting. And, uh, <laughs> I was, I was listening to, uh, Punch up the jam, and that that was an unpunchable jam. One of their songs. Was ah, there you jam. go. Very and good. Like, this is awesome. So then I ended up just listening to the whole album, and I was like, "This is great." So yeah,
1: perfect, perfect. All right, well, great, great laid up on pick Tame and Paulo there. Uh, for myself, uh, I have a video game laid up on, uh, and this one, it's it. It's a little bit like I have been playing it for a little while, uh, but I was even when I started playing it, I was late on it. And and I and I think it's relevant now because the remake for the Nintendo Switch just came out again. Or not again, but they they remade it and now it's on the Switch. It's the definitive version. It is Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright. It is
2: Oh, oh, this is my game. I love this game. (laughs) Isn't it great? Oh my gosh. Ace Attorney is the best game I've ever played on (laughs) BS. I, I, (laughs) I, me and my friends. That game, that uh, Phoenix Wright is uh, probably one of my favorite non-anime characters that looks like an anime. Right, right. uh, this, (laughs) me me and my friends were because this came out when I was working at GameStop. So for the DS, and me and my friends were so into this game that we would have a handshake that every time we would do the handshake, we would finish the handshake with objection. And <laughs> <flattened to death. laughs> I we love still it. do it to this day. That is so
1: <laughs> dope. That's Yeah, so if anybody doesn't know, it is a video game where uh, you play as Phoenix Wright, who is this attorney. Uh, in, the, in the beginning of the games, he's sort of a rising star at this small firm, uh, and he takes on a lot of these... Intense uh, criminal cases where he's always defending someone who's been apparently falsely accused of some heinous crime, and so mm-hmm. it is so much fun. It's so silly. Uh, the uh, of course the you can play actually in J- Japanese or in English on on each uh, of the trilogy versions that have been released. Uh, of course, the English one is the uh-huh. one I play, but it's funny because it it is very vaguely supposed to be West LA, but all of the references right. are like very clearly to Japan. So people online have been calling it (laughs) Japanifornia. It's so funny. Uh And there's like, there's so many great jokes. It's like, and it's, it's, It's nothing like what an actual court case would be. I should know. But it's so
2: much fun. Uh, It is all, you know. Oh, there's no, there's no, uh, did you you get to the third one? Yes. Did you get to the third version of the game? There's no, in court, there's no, like, gates you have to break in order to get a lock key in court. You're not allowed to
1: have a parrot testify. That is not admissible. Uh um, I'm sorry to break it to you all. Uh, But anyway, really fun game. What about ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole it, the supernatural comes into it. You I don't want to spoil it. You guys go play it. It's super fun. It's on Nintendo Switch now. Phoenix Wright: Ace Attorney Trilogy. It's from Capcom. I think it's like $20, maybe not even. So definitely check it out. It's well well worth it.
3: Is it the Switch is it the Switch version you're playing? No, actually playing? I was on the
1: uh when I yeah. got into it it was the 3DS version. And actually what happened was um, yeah. they had made the trilogy. I bought it cause it was on sale one time. I think it was like $10 uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't, even after I bought it, I don't think it was, it was like a year before I actually picked up the device to actually play it. And I was, I was kicking myself. I mean, the game is from like early odds. I think 2001 on the DS was the very first one or maybe, maybe yeah. a little after that 2002 or, or so. And it's, so it's been around and I've known about it, but I just, I just ignored it for so long and I, I regret it cause it's so perfect. I wish I'd played it in law school. It would have been, it it actually, that would have helped you out. It would have been a perfect. (laughs) I I, always looking back, I would have loved to have written a law review article on what it got wrong and then talking about why it would have got it wrong. It would have been this perfect academic exercise to take the game and put like really hard legal analysis on it. (laughs) You could 100% still do that though. Just release that as it. Well, now I got to record this. So, no, I don't have time. (laughs) (laughs)
2: No time. the, the uh did, did you get to because so there is another version of the game where you play as a prosecutor did you ever get to play that no
1: one? i haven't done any of the of the uh those ones yeah i've seen them and I, I i know they're out there so I, I think i'm gonna slowly make my way and now i'm on to um apollo the, the now who is yeah who is apollo. phoenix's a protege the young lad. yeah so that he has his yeah. own game uh, which I'm making my way through right now, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just fun. It's all it's all very silly. It's a lot of shtick. Um, music is fantastic, so definitely check it out. Yeah, oh, music that great.
2: <laughs> uh, and also uh, if you are really into the game, when if, if, if anybody picks picks it up, if you are really into the game, they also comp- uh, did a manga series, so you can actually oh. get more in depth with each case. Love it. I'm gonna check that out. Absolutely, I'm into it. This is like top five favorite
1: All right, Liam, let's let's hear from you. What are you laid up on?
3: Mine is a much broader lay on. Uh, I decided I'd go with burritos. I am so late wow. on just even the idea of a burrito. <laughs> Not long, probably about a year ago, KFC over here started doing <laughs> these like pulled chicken burritos. <laughs> And I just oh, put them on no. a whim the once and it's so <laughs> it was like the best thing I'd ever eaten. Until I ate a proper burrito from somewhere else. Yeah. And well, now uh, I'm just I'm just in love with them. Like any chance I get, like if I'm eating somewhere or something like that, and it's just like if I'm in like a like a shopping centre or something and they've got like a big food area with all different food stalls and stuff like that, I'm always just looking for the burrito place. That is so and they're, just, uh, they're just brilliant. Like yeah. I just don't know how I just, it never occurred to me for all those years <laughs> that like, cause I'd, I'd eat like, I'd eat wraps and stuff. I'd have like a, a wrap with like sure. meat and a bit of lettuce and stuff like that, but it's just like, it's so obvious. Just chuck the rice in, get some <laughs> beans and some salsa. It's just like, <laughs> oh, they're just so good. That, yeah. So that, that is
2: my, say that
3: again. They don't have Chipotle's over there? No, that's not a, we don't have those. Oh.
1: I was I was going to say I could, I'm not entirely surprised given that you know probably Mexican food generally is not as available over there but it's it, it yeah I guess not yeah but but I think that this is actually I mean but you what, what was what was that Haas?
2: oh Derek you're but you're spoiled yeah with Mexican I know food. yeah <laughs> that's what I was going to say in the mecca of the best. Mexican food. Yeah,
1: like I really have been, only lived basically in places where you could find the. I mean, San Francisco is where the Mission burrito, like the wrapped in the foil, was created. Like in a, that was the mm-hmm. the real home of it. And so, yeah, it's it, Liam. You got to come out here, and then you'll you'll truly understand the the way a burrito could be. You could actually go every single night. You could have a different one, and and have a new experience each time. Sounds like heaven. I mean, I'm if you, you come
2: here, world, still. <laughs>
3: know which which state I need to visit if I want the best burrito yeah.
2: <laughs> I, would, I would say I would say San francisco but if you come over here we can go to blockheads and have a really dry burrito with a really good uh bulldog margarita <laughs> <laughs> strong play strong play <laughs> uh, okay had, there is a such thing though because I'm not a big fan of of rice but there is a, a such thing of too much rice in a burrito and not enough anything else Oh yeah yeah, yeah so, like this place yeah so this place here that, that it's called it's called blockheads and there's they be- ended up becoming a chain but i used to go when it was just only one or two of them in all of the city and they would are known for cre- like making bulldog margaritas but they have burritos and they the meats are like super good but all they do is stuff like maybe like six scoops of rice oh, wow. in it and you're just there like all right, this is just much like you're just filling it up on rice. You're just trying to chug down this uh, jerk chicken burrito. <laughs>
1: no, the, the, I was going to say the one thing I'll say on that is the place that did win, this was I think two or three years ago, um, the best burrito in the United States, San Francisco. It was a restaurant called La Taqueria. Mm-hmm. And the the one innovation that I think put it over the top, no rice in the burrito. It's it is zero rice, which yeah. I, I mean, I like a little rice, and a, but it- I it, don't get, I don't,
3: because like, obviously, I've, okay, so I've only been into burritos for a year or so, but like, there are super, in supermarkets over here, you can buy like a burrito kit, basically.
1: Okay. To right. just
3: like make one at home. And they never include rice either. There's no mention of including rice yeah. in the burrito. And to me, I I, feel, I know I'm coming to it late, but I feel like surely the rice is a staple of the burrito. Like, isn't that certainly?
1: Shouldn't that yeah. be that
3: all burritos come with rice? Isn't that the way well, it should work? Well, I think I think generally
2: that is true. How many? How many? My question is: My question is: How many? Like, I, like, do <laughs> this is going to be weird. Oh <laughs> God. Uh, do Mexicans really go to the UK or do just all like, like how many of them migrate I mean, I'm sure
1: there are to the some. UK?
2: To- <laughs> yeah, there are,
3: there are going to be some, but I mean, I would, in all honesty, if I've, I could probably hand on heart, say that That's I've the last not time met a Mexican there. person. So there's a good chance that it hasn't
1: <laughs> translated to the UK, to be fair. Relatable yeah. Mexican. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, that was a great laid on Liam, we cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to come on this show, on this on this adventure we're taking. Uh, this has been a real treat. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and thank you so much for maintaining got up on this. If you all uh, don't remember from earlier in the show, yeah, yeah. he is the purveyor there, the proprietor. Mm-hmm. He is the one. He was probably logging it while we're on this call right now. He's not even going to listen to that. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah I, right I, need to, I need to hit Hassan afterwards on the spelling yeah. of that first pick just so that I can... Early. Uh,
1: but yeah no it yeah. really is a treat thank you so much for coming on where can people find you
3: uh so uh, I mean my personal website is just dangerliam.co.uk that'll link you off to Twitter and Instagram they're the only two things I've really bother updating I don't even update Instagram that often unless I've took a really good picture of the cat <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much where I am online I did start I don't know actually I'm not gonna I was gonna say I guess I may as well bring it up. I did, I did a bring Twitch stream for the first time yesterday right. and yeah, li- listening it. back to it, I hated it. It was too <laughs> quiet for a start and I hated my voice. <laughs> so I'm going to struggle listening back to this episode. So it's a good thing I've written the pics down. <laughs> no, so I don't have it. to actually listen to it myself. <laughs> I, I'm, So maybe that'll become no, a thing. Maybe I'll become... A, I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, I might try it again tomorrow and see how I feel. But yeah. Yeah, no,
1: definitely keep his. Um, every- that's danger underscore Liam. Yeah. yeah, danger underscore Liam on Twitch. I love it. Uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely be checking you out for there. Haas, tell them where hey, you can find you on so, your- there. Oh, quick. sorry.
2: Real quick, uh, can we get an update on your situation since uh, we found it? Like last time, you came up on the Discord, said that stuff got broken into, like how oh, right. everything.
3: Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was. Basically, like nothing ever really came of it from like a police point of view, which is, I mean, that's pretty standard these days. Um, you know, petty th- what they class as petty theft doesn't even really get investigated these days. Um, but I mean, luckily, like a lot of people did really sort of reach into their pockets and help out. And it was, it, it was enough to get me just over the line to get like, I got a really sort of decent secondhand laptop. And then I just had to wait a few months to sort of pick up because uh, my my Nintendo Switch was the other thing that was stolen. Okay. Um, and basically, I just had to wait a month or so to get a, a new one. I just had to wait until someone on eBay was selling one for like a ridiculously crazy yeah. price. Um, but yeah, I mean, the main thing really was getting um, just because, I mean, as sad as it is, my a lot of my life is sort of revolves around this well, revolved around that laptop and now this one so it was like it was just a big thing that i needed to get that replaced as early as possible really so the fact that everyone was able to just it was such a I don't know, it was a weird time, but it was such a nice feeling to know that people actually, like, cared enough to sort of help out even in, in any way that they could. It was, yeah, it was it was really yeah, cool. Yeah,
1: no, I, th- I think that was a, the first moment where you really had, at least I had a sense that the uh, the Discord, you know, we, this was something real. It wasn't just, you know, shooting the shit over the internet. It was actually, you know, people just checking in with each other. Yeah. It yeah. It was good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, since then, like, it was, it was a bit
3: weird for a week or so, like, because that was literally as I was moving into this flat, and uh that was a bit too, you know it was a bit iffy for a week or so but since then everything's been pretty you know i'm not having any issues and i love i love sort of having the independence of living here so yeah it's all it's all worked out in the end my laptop's lighter now so you know that's, <laughs> that's a plus. I like it.
2: <laughs> good to hear van just wanted to to update people on this stuff. thanks yeah. man thanks
1: yeah Haas, tell them where to find oh, you okay.
2: You can find me on Instagram as who is Hoff you can find me on Twitch as who is Haas. but if you don't like watching me play NBA 2K then we should out of luck. we're gonna find you we're gonna find you Derek. I
1: am everywhere at Derek Lipkin also everywhere at fresh poetic you can find us on the discord which I mentioned earlier you gotta join by going to twitter.com slash mr. Matt Robinson the link is no, in his bio
2: oh yeah well,
1: sorry I forgot Push our- <laughs> Wait, we have the link. I didn't even look at our
2: site yet. I I just yeah, followed. <laughs> I put it up. Okay, we so we are okay. we are live. Ignore. Follow us on Twitter at getuponpod. Yes, twittercom you follow, slash, you find, get up on pod. Right, you can find the link to the Discord there.
1: Perfect. I love it. That's that's even better. See, I I this is, you know, we're we're, we're getting our, our our legs here and, and putting together our social media empire that will be Long lived. I I can guarantee you right now <laughs> we're going to be going for a long.
3: Oh, host, did you really? Have you really DM'd Ali about trying yeah, to get
2: the put, uh, Twitter dates? I put her response in to the Discord. You can read it there. Uh, oh, I, I missed that. I'll look that up in a minute. <laughs> right. Yes, uh, I tried to. Well, she'll be a a get up on guest eventually.
1: Yeah, always. that would be. I think for episode eight, when we finally eclipse the number that they actually put out, that that would be a perfect get. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you to Ty for our our theme because I'm assuming I'm gonna put drop the theme and I'm gonna finally put our names on it. Uh, thank you to Liam oh, yeah. and get up on gotuponthis.com if you want to check out more information on the picks. And uh, yeah, check us out uh, on. Vote,
3: vote! We need to, we need to push that yes. vote
1: because
3: Halo Top is still the oh, top, yeah. the top pick ever. Yes. Oh That's, yeah, we gotta, we gotta change. Not gonna change, up. not gonna oh, change unless God. people
1: are voting on Okay, new yes, picks. collective action. It's got something like forty or fifty. Folks, so. <laughs> so on the disco we'll, we'll yeah. work together we'll, we'll, we'll pick something that we think we should be uh, <laughs> championed above that alright thanks again everybody for listening in and we will see you next week take care I'm
0: going going on out of my right mind and this was I don't even know what's going on I'll switch on my chest. Yeah, yeah. Hell yes, wait, heck no. Count Breath to Blow. Is he dead now? Breath 10 the 604. You can suck my dick in a click, no spit, yeah. so wrong. Everybody wanna act hard, everybody wanna get tough. But I'm a stack in the back in the yard. Do you really wanna call my bluff? That's <laughs> <laughs> what's up. Take your best shot. Killers miss you best now. Nah. Better like next time, I ain't even breaking a sweat dog. My, my mama raised me right. This is yeah. what's left up. She taught me how to fight.